Welcome to the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm an author, speaker, and all-around self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hello, my self-lovers. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I want to make sure that you're giving yourself the gift of self-love. Now, if you don't know what the gift of self-love is, it's a workbook that will help you build confidence, recognize your worth, and learn to finally love yourself. And it's now available in stores and online worldwide. Oh my goodness, I've been waiting to say that because I've been working on this book for years. I poured my heart and soul into it, compiling everything that I teach at my retreats and putting it into this heartfelt, relatable, and actionable workbook for you. The cool thing is this book is a combination of me sharing my life story and everything that's helped me on this self-love journey, including body acceptance. And it's a workbook that you can actually write in. So every single thing that I share, you can put into practice right away. There are quizzes, journal prompts, self-reflection exercises, self-love challenges, all of which will help you with body image, confidence, self-worth, and self-love. I'm holding it right here. It's right in front of me and it's absolutely gorgeous. Not to toot my own horn or anything, but we've nailed the design on this one. It makes such a wonderful gift both for yourself and for your loved ones. Perhaps you have a friend that could really use this message and that, you know, needs a little push, loving push in the right direction. And I think that this book is just a great gift. Hence, the gift of self-love. So if you haven't gotten it yet, you can get it today by going to maryscupoftea.com slash book. I'm certain that the tools I share in this book will change your life as much as they've changed mine. So again, that's maryscupoftea.com slash book and give yourself the gift of self-love. Hello, my self-lovers. Welcome to another episode of the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about an intuitive eating hack, so to speak. I hate using the word hack, but this truly is a mindset reframe, a very quick mindset reframe for how to think about intuitive eating and your body acceptance journey in general. So when it comes to intuitive eating, a lot of people who are recovering from a lifetime of dieting and food rules and restriction and all that stuff, a lot of people believe that the solution is to, quote, find balance, right? We hear a lot about finding balance and everything in moderation, and I'm just trying to find a balance between exercising for pleasure and enjoyment and exercising for my health. And there's so much talk about this idea of balance. Now, when you hear it, it seems like a better alternative to being disbalanced, right? It seems a lot better to be balanced than it is to be extreme. And I agree, it is. However, my issue, I guess, with the word balance is that balance makes it seem like there's this equilibrium that we must achieve. So it still puts us in this black and white thinking. Even when you think of the word balance, like the first image that pops into my head is a scale. And that's really not what this whole journey is about because instead, honoring the seasons and the freedom and the flow and the fact that there are going to be some times of your life where you crave more food or rest or movement or you're just 
a certain type of person wanting to lead your life in a certain type of way. And then another season of your life, maybe it's summer and you're more active and you're excited and energized. And I don't know, movement just feels easier or working hard seems easier. And then in the winter, you go back to hibernating and resting and reflecting. Like these seasons of our life are so necessary. So if we're constantly obsessed with this idea of balance, then we're always focusing on areas where we feel like we're disbalanced, right? We're like, oh, I ate too much last night, so I have to balance it out and eat less this morning. Like in my brain, and maybe yours is different and that's totally cool, but in my brain, when I'm too focused on balance, then I am ultimately just leading my life by the exact same rules of diet culture, which is that everything must cancel out. I got to keep myself in check, right? Checks and balances. Like everything is very rigid. And so what I invite you to do instead, and this is a word that has changed my life and it's a word that I apply especially to intuitive eating, but also in all areas of my life. And the alternative word is harmony. Ah, such a yummy, juicy, pleasurable sounding word, harmony. If you look at balance in the dictionary, it literally says a condition in which different elements are equal or in the correct proportions. Again, that just feels so diety and like body shamingly to me, even though it's just a definition of a word. I get it. It's neutral, but the same words popping up as the ones that pop up in diet culture and beauty standards, like red flag. And harmony, if you look up harmony in the dictionary, the definition that comes up is you're going to love this. The definition is the quality of forming a pleasing and consistent whole. So harmony, and I think it relates to music, or it's mostly used when referring to music, but harmony is this idea that when we are in a state where we recognize that all the pieces of the puzzle come together to form a whole, and that all the ebbs and the flows are just as necessary, and that the in-betweens are beautiful, and that sometimes things might feel a little bit wacky but it's ultimately leading you into this bigger picture, this greater journey of healing and discovery and just giving yourself that permission. And with that permission comes so much more peace around food, with your body, and in your life. So think about intuitive eating as a process, a journey of finding a little bit more harmony with food and your body, right? It's not, I ate so much last night, so I'm going to eat less this morning. It's just, I ate a lot last night and I'm going to eat as much as I need to today too, trusting that my body is wise and it'll find a harmony and it'll metabolize the food and turn it into energy and it'll taste good and feel good to digest. And everything in me including my body, my mind, my spirit. Remember the metaphysics of food, which is something that I used to talk about so much, but it's basically the idea that what you eat is not nearly as important as how you eat. The energy that you bring to the table is just as important, if not more so, than the actual macronutrients on your plate. The energy behind you eating. If you're stress eating, then your body's going to feel that. 
However, if you just eat that same bag of chips, but instead of a mindset of stress, it's more of a mindset of comfort and more compassion for your body and just letting yourself relax, then your body's going to feel that too and it's going to chill the fuck out as well. (laughs) So this idea of harmony, for me, that word just resonates so much more. And I use the word resonates here intentionally because, again, harmony is generally about sound, but I think it applies to everything. When we find a sense of harmony in our life, it's actually not about finding it because it's not a destination, but it's about creating that harmony and also, most importantly, trusting that a harmony is naturally in place, that it's just happening, that you don't have to try so hard. You don't have to be obsessive or rigid or counting things or trying to be perfect in scenarios and situations that do not need your perfection. That includes food and eating. And again, I think this applies to life in general, that harmony will just come naturally when you let go and let flow. So I hope that this idea of thinking about food and eating as a piece of establishing some harmony with your body rather than the pursuit of balance and moderation and equilibrium and I don't know. I wish you could see what I'm doing right now because it just feels so grr. And instead, I just, I really want you to step into the flow and yay and harmony and pleasant sounds and peace and love. (laughs) So anywho, I love you so much. I hope this helps. And thank you again for listening to the shorter episodes. I hope they're bite-sized and digestible. Honestly, I'm recording these shorter episodes because I'm still a maniac on a mission to finish the manuscript of my second book. And I cannot wait to tell you what that's about and to have you read it. So anywho, love you so much. And I'll talk to you next week. One last thing before we farewell, if you've been enjoying the Mary's Cup of Tea podcast, we would greatly appreciate if you could leave a short review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Your feedback helps the show so, so much. I absolutely love hearing from you. And as somebody whose love language is words of affirmation, your words mean the world to me. Just go to the Apple Podcasts app and scroll all the way down until you see the review section. And from there, you can just tap the star thing and leave your own review. Thank you so much for supporting me and this greater message of self-love for all. Also, feel free to send this episode to a friend and spread the gift of self-love. And speaking of the gift of self-love, make sure you pick up my book, which is available in stores and online worldwide. Just head to maryscupoftea.com slash book, and you'll find all the links to give yourself the gift of self-love. I love you all so, so much, and I will talk to you next time. Mwah.